Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore a Geek, episode 129. I'm Andrew. I'm overcoming a cough that's been with me for three goddamn weeks. So mad at this thing. You, you ever get a cough that just stays in the center of your chest and doesn't leave? Like, you're not sick, but you sound it? I think it's an indication of dying. Yeah, I thought I've been, like, for the last week, I thought I've had walking pneumonia. But then again, I live in Southern California, so how the hell would I have gotten that? I mean, there are ways, but you don't really want to know. I really don't. Well, yeah, then I don't want to know how I got it, because I don't remember doing anything like that. <laughs> yeah, if I'm I would want to remember if I did something like that. Yeah, get true. Walking up to the pool. But no, I probably just got it from my roommate. I just can't get rid of this freaking cough. It's killing me. Damn. All right, so we are going to catch up a little bit on news and trailers. There have been a number of trailers come out. We have four big ones we feel worthy of talking about. Yeah, four big ones. And in terms of news, a little bit of Marvel, Marvel fumble fucking their way through New York Comic Con. Man, oh, just look. Get your popcorn ready, kids. This is good. A man jumps through a window at Midtown Comics. Popcorn. Also popcorn. <laughs> and we might touch, we'll, we'll see if we feel like it might touch on Harvey Weinstein. More popcorn. So, all right, let's talk trailers, though. Yeah, let's talk some trailers. There have been a bunch of them coming out within the last two weeks. One week? Uh, yeah, two weeks. Two to three, I would say. Yeah, so uh, new Last Jedi came out about a week ago, Justice League about two weeks ago, Pacific Rim about two weeks ago, and Black Panther less than a week. Yep. Where do you want to start? Which one do you want to start with? Let's start with Star Wars. Let's start with Star Wars. I think this is the one that's got the most hype attached to it, certainly. Yeah. People are digging it. I also would say that, you know, there's more potential that you might not hate this one. Maybe. I do I do find the, the monkey-looking AT-AT walkers fairly interesting. We At least with this one, we got a lot of new images images yes like new stuff to look at and it does look pretty cool this is the colin trevorrow one right trying to remember or no this is the rain johnson one this is yeah this is rain johnson they're just going through so many freaking directors i can't even keep it straight anymore yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. Cool. I'm just happy to see Mark Hamill back because I like Mark <laughs> Hamill. It does have kind of a Lord of the Rings look to it at certain spots. I can see that. You may finally get your wish to see two fleets of ships beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, but it, the way they do these things, it's just I just feel like they're going to screw it up. That's possible. Just, That's possible. Just, but... so, I'm just interested in seeing what they're going to do with Mark Hamill. I've stated this before with Force Awakens, the last first movie of this series, whatever you want to call it. Right. I hated the new cast of characters with the exception of uh, Poe. I don't know how I'm going to, like, manage this. It looks like they know how to manage this. Oh, interesting. I mean, I mean given how much money they brought in, I think they, I think... Yeah, like, my opinion doesn't freaking matter. <laughs> just, just, it just doesn't. Oh, there's Poe. Like, I, I like Poe. Uh, Oscar Isaac's great. He is. He's very I mean, he good. was ter he was freaking terrible as Apocalypse, but pretty badass as Poe. I that's not his fault though. He was Apocalypse. That so he's he's got to take some. How much Carrie Fisher are they gonna put into this film? I mean, as much as possible. I really hope not. Did we forget how terrible she was in Force Awakens? I guess we did. I mean, th this is the last of the footage here. Yeah. I mean, this is all we're gonna this, get of her. This this is this is like that Nirvana box set that came out when we were in college, where it was like. Oh God! Where they were like singing about beans. Yeah, it, this, this is everything. Yeah, all the Carrie Fisher we can handle. So looks yeah. like I mean, look, I give it a lot, a lot of props to this trailer just because there's a lot of new stuff in it. Like it wasn't like here's a bunch of crap you saw in the first couple trailers and then one new image. Like there's a lot of stuff in this. Yeah, no, there, there definitely is. And I mean, it looks like they're at least doing something. Yes, there's going to be some similarities, uh, you know, to Empire Strikes Back. You've already got the walkers. Yeah. But it at least looks like they're going to be doing like knuckle draggers. They're, they're going to be doing something a little bit different than other than another Death Star. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> just. Death Star 4.0. Death 
death solar system. Look at these knuckle draggers. He says it's all right. Well, miss the old ones. I don't know. All right, Justice League. Ju oh my God, Justice League. Red. That you know when when they do like word associations and they're saying <laughs> Justice League, I just say red now. <laughs> yeah, it's got a. It, uh, it's so Zack Snyder. Well, remember where Zack Snyder was just doing like lots of blue. Yep. Now he's doing right now it's just lots of red. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. I like the third trailer better than this one. Like I like the last trailer better. I kind of uh, I kind of I kind of watched this one and I was like, oh, I, I like this. I like this less. Yeah, because we're we're looking at it going. There's going to be 40 minutes or 50 minutes of red coming into this film, and like how I don't know how much I can take it. Yeah. Oh goddamn! Henry Cavill does look like Superman. Like I don't give a fuck. No, he does. Really? He... I re Becky and I rewatched the uh, Christopher Reeves Superman the other day. Yeah. I don't care what you say, but that one's great. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I got the new South Park video game, The Fractured Butthole, and the member berries feature in it. And there's a part where you, you, you pick them up, they say things to you. Yeah. And one of them was like, remember when Superman movies weren't so freaking depressing? Oh, I remember. I mean, they're not wrong. No, they're not. Uh, everything red. So the Amazons are coming back. You know, they're yep. going to get Amazons, and we got these bug dudes and ben affleck i don't know if it's just the way they cut this trailer ben affleck doesn't look like he wants to be here <laughs> he just doesn't look like halfway through filming this he's like i don't want to do this movie anymore. Uh, i mean part of the way through filming this movie you know is when we started getting hints that he didn't want to do it anymore so he just but he just he just looks at it. and our and our, our dear friend jason momoa who's not actually our friend he doesn't know us but we think of him as a friend i would love to I, know jason momoa he looks really cool and he looks it, like he's as, having as a our, good time. I'm but, not sure how good this movie's going to be. <laughs> he looks like he's having a good time because it, it appears that he doesn't have any actual lines other than, Yeah! My man! Awesome! <laughs> like, it is literally a video game character dialogue coming at it from him in these trailers. Though, to be fair, he gets to run around and spear things with a trident. That is a badass trident. I mean, I'm, I would probably be running around with an erection just screaming, Yeah! My man! You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> with if, an erection? Yeah, with uh, an Oh, man. <laughs> start questioning things. Gotta love the little reaction shot from wonder woman in this like that just freeze frame quick reaction shot of hers and batman just seemingly out of place well maybe we're gonna get wanton destruction again like collateral damage i'm for that possibly that's the one thing i like about Zack snyder movies it's collateral damage yeah and gal Gadot. i mean she's great all right, so why don't you talk about Pacific Rim? Because I actually have not seen this one yet. Oh, well, here's the thing. I have stated this many times before that someone could write a dissertation on the appeal of Guillermo del Toro because I don't get it. I, I mean, like, the first movie didn't do that well in America. And I think it was one of those movies that were saved by... The Chinese audience? Yeah, the foreign market. And this may be what they're doing i mean our buddy from the last Je the star wars series john what's boyega. this guy john boyega is going to be in this and scott eastwood and a couple other people i mean that I'm, i don't I'm, know i'm down for a movie of you know robots fighting kaiju right but i am too like i'm always for that but that first one didn't deliver and i'm really hoping this one will it's it, here's the thing is a lot of people pointed out it looks like freaking transformers like just the way it, it's it's playing out it looks like transformers and no one's happy about it yeah we'll see i i can see what you're i mean I've, I've i haven't seen the trailer i've seen like little images and stuff from it i can see what you're saying we'll see i mean part of the problem with transformers though what makes it so shitty is michael bay yeah. so if you've got a different director the, the trailer may end up getting cut together in a similar fashion but i think the final product will end up being different maybe i mean this is one of those trailers that they don't 
don't tell us at all what the hell this movie is about or what the plot is. In the trailer, you're seeing the Jaegers, the giant robots, fight the kaijus, and then it cuts to the Jaegers fighting each other. And you're like, well, this part doesn't make sense. Be nice if they explained it to us. Right. They're not gonna? Oh, that's cool. Fine. I guess we don't need it. Right. I mean, the thing is, the movie does look good. It's nice that it'll be, uh, it looks like most of the stuff will be during the day, because that was my problem with the last film, was everything was at night, and I couldn't see a freaking thing. Yeah. Also, I thought this was going to be like a prequel, but I guess it's a sequel now. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Even though they closed the portal. I guess they didn't, so we'll find out. I'm just not optimistic about this. I know it's going to get a lot of traction from a lot of people, but it's just I'm not a fan of this director, and I'm not certain where this is going. We'll see. All right, Black Panther. Black Panther. I'm excited about this one. I liked the trailer, except for the soundtrack. Sound. The music that was playing was just bad. Hmm. It was just a bunch of crappy (laughs) hip-hop. Okay, I honestly don't remember it. Now, I'm looking at the... I'm watching the one on YouTube. I saw a different one in front of Blade Runner. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Because it started... The one that I saw was the one with... What's his name? Andy Serkis getting interrogated Frodo Baggins. Yeah, that's part of the extended one, but that they don't that doesn't get picked up until about halfway through. If you're oh, watching okay. the extended one. Yeah, I saw that too. I liked that. Cause I, I thought li- that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like the character of Claw. I don't know anything about like Black Panther at all, other than I think he was stripping Storm for a while. Yeah, uh, true statement. But that's about it i really don't know like what the background of this character like who his bad guys are and who he fights i, I don't know just, i don't looks know like he's fight andy circus yeah i mean claw is one of his major major villains i don't know much much beyond that though honestly um i've read the books and he very rarely pops up in like the cartoons that i used to watch he started popping up in some of the more recent avengers cartoons because he is periodically connected with the avengers is that what it is yeah but i'm excited about this it looks really cool we'll, we'll see what yeah, the actual does, plot does, does but slick. i gotta admit because the very first teaser looked stupid but then again it was one of those things first teaser was it came out and it didn't look like it was ready i don't know anything about this director or the people who wrote it oh no it's the guy who did creed i take that back creed was pretty good okay i mean he he knew how he knew what he was doing he there's a great sequence in the middle of the film it's like a two-round fight and it's all done in real time kind of the way they did the setup in 49 it was all done in one take and in real time it was fantastic cool i would recommend watching creed just for that scene okay Uh, and it involved a real boxer they had real boxers in the film like michael b jordan wasn't a real boxer but uh the other like his opponents were and those guys made it look great i don't know any i haven't really seen much chadwick bosom's been in nope he's got he's got a new movie coming out it's thurgood marshall yeah yeah that one's coming out but i didn't see the james brown movie i wanted to i didn't see it i didn't see him as jackie brown uh jackie robinson michael b jordan's in it yeah he plays the uh the villain or one yeah, I mean, with, with a name like Eric Killmonger, you're a bad guy. Right. Like, you're a bad guy. Like, your name is Killmonger. That's an orc name, 40,000. Like or that. Henry Killinger. Yeah. Like, you're a bad guy. <laughs> I, I have mixed feelings about Michael B. Jordan as an actor, but he was he was pretty good as Creed, and he was really terrible in the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. So, who knows? To be fair, there was nothing good about the Fantastic Four movie. Really nothing. And the thing is, like, Miles Teller, who was Mr. Fantastic or Dr. Fantastic, or, or Richard Reed, uh, he's a good actor, too. He was pretty terrible in that also. So. All right, well, those are that's the roundup for trailers. Those are the big trailers that came out. So... Excitement all around, I guess. The one thing, the one so. thing I want to add is, is while we, while you and I were at Disney,
Disney, I got to go to uh, extended sneak peek at Thor. And the more oh, I, how yeah, was that? The more I want, the more I see, the more I want to see it, and the more I am certain you will be vomiting into a bucket. I'm almost certain that's true. <laughs> I am almost certain like, that's like, true. Like this, this might be another movie you walk out on. Oh, that that's a tall order. You got to be Avatar bad for that. I don't. I, I just. I think you're you're gonna hit a point where you just be like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Probably right. That and that's coming out this weekend or next weekend. Uh, like, no. I, I think it's it. a couple weeks. I think it's November 17, maybe. Oh, okay. So let me. Uh, I'm, I'm on it right now because I was actually looking ahead. I'm sorry, November 2nd. November 2nd. So soon. So two weeks. Yeah, I have it as November 3rd, which I guess November 3rd is the Friday release. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be very, like, over the top Jack Kirby. So in, I mean, it's got like, Jeff Goldblum, so it's got to be over the top, right? By definition. It's got to be at least a little campy if it has Jeff Goldblum in it. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it's going to be very campy, but I'm, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think the idea of kind of blending Planet Hulk with a Thor storyline was really smart. Yes. Rather than going like pure Planet Hulk. Even though I think I'd kind of be into a pure Planet Hulk. And the thing is with this movie, as opposed to like freaking Avatar, I kind of like the cast. Like I really like Tessa Thompson. She was also in Creed. Yeah. I, I think she, she's really fantastic. I've seen her in a couple other films. I, I think she's really good. Okay, so, I mean, so she's, she's so, super cute. Like, so she so is, you you may you may sit and tolerate it, but you're just gonna be like you're gonna be very very conflicted when you walk out. Is what's gonna well, happen? Well, you tell me you tell me this. Did it remind you a lot of the Guardians movies or no? I would say it's more. I mean, it's yes because it's a Marvel film and there oh, is okay. there is that certain level of you know formulaic to it. Sure. Sure, sure. Um, I think I'm gonna like this a lot more than Guardians 2, though. Oh, okay. I think this Guardians is gonna be better than better than Guardians 2. I guess I was in terms of tone. That's what I'm getting at, not in terms of plot. I, w I think it's going to be a little bit more like over-the-top ridiculous superhero and a little oh. less just straight silly. Right, because that was my problem with Guardians was it was silly and not funny. That was my big, big problem with the Guardians movies. Is quit And again, there should be another dissertation re written about Tom Hiddleston's appeal. I don't get it. Like, it should there should be a dissertation out there. You and, you and I are improperly equipped to understand that. I, I, it must be, because it's just, I don't get him, I don't get Guillermo del Toro, and then they combine, they join forces to make the Voltron of stupid horror movies in Crimson Peak. And I'm just watching this going, what is this? Someone needs to write a freaking book on this. This is, I don't get it. Did you see Crimson Peak? No. I remember, I don't, oh. I don't, I don't watch much horror. It's really not horror. I, no, no, but I mean, just, just, just any, anything that kind of falls into that genre, I don't watch much because I don't really care for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, fine, granted, but really just see it for how stupid it is. It's just, it's just dumb. And Tom Hiddleston's in it, although, you know, if anything, see it for Jessica Chastain. She's great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's great. She's just great at everything. All right, so let's get. I like to, let's, I really like Red. Let's get to some of this news here. Let's start with let's start with the fun, the most fun one, at least in my opinion. Oh my, Man yeah. leaps through window after stealing comic book in Times Square. So this is at Midtown Comics and a location that you and I have frequented many, many times. Many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. Although I have I have been far more recently than you have. Oh, I'm certain. Uh, I was there in January. I think the last time I was there was ten years ago. No, it hasn't been ten years because we've been we 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 have definitely gone there you and i together after new york comic-con a couple times really yeah i don't remember yeah no since, so maybe since five possibly are you sure you didn't go and i just stayed outside no yeah. no we were all, no no we were all in there all right, at, at any rate at the Times square location for midtown comics a homeless man uh, attempted to steal some comics and was confronted by employees and instead of running away whatever he decided to jump through a plate glass window from the second floor he had to have gotten a good running start to make it through the, that glass 
I think he's just lucky that it wasn't the third floor. That store's got the two the two stories. Yes, yes, it does. The second and third floor. Uh, I think he's lucky he didn't try jumping from there because he may not have survived. He may not have, <laughs> things may not have gone so well. He survived with minor injuries, uh, and he was arrested on criminal mischief, assault, criminal possession of a controlled substance, and unlawful possession of marijuana. Criminal possession of a controlled substance. There's no way to talk about the new Spider-Man series. Other series, though, yeah, maybe. Probably, yeah, probably. Saga might that that could probably be you know classified as a controlled substance. Dude, talk about a series that I just dropped. I don't even know what's going on anymore. It's Have you been following that one? Uh, I'm about two issues behind just because I'm behind on everything. But yeah, I still follow it religiously. Okay, religiously. All right. See, I buy it in the in the trade version. I got the trade like five or six. Yeah. I'm like, nope, no more. I don't I don't think I don't know where this is going. I don't think they know where this is going. No, so I have a lot of faith in Brian K. Vaughn to know where it's going. Oh because okay, he, you he, certainly do. His well, I mean his his previous work has, has had a lot of this kind of same thing where it goes off and it does its thing for a while and then is he's able to bring it all in. I mean he he is generally considered one of the best comic writers at writing comics for now. What else has he done other than saga that I that I might have encountered? Uh Why the Last Man, Ex Machina. Okay. Uh those are the No, I have encountered those. I don't know. I haven't read a lot of them. He wrote Pride of Baghdad. Oh, I do know that one. Didn't read it, but I, I know um, what you're talking about. You actually even may have a, have an emotional time with that one. An emotional time? Yeah. I have emotional times right now. Constantly emotional. But no, that's called constipation. Oh, shit. I gotta get, get working on a few things. <laughs> you're like, I, oh. All right, so speaking of New York, though, New York Comic Con was about two weeks ago now, and Marvel was pretty bound and determined to just utterly fumble fuck their way through this convention. Man, you know, I... I haven't been to New York in a couple uh, the Comic Con in a couple years now. I think the last one I went to was 2015. I would have paid good money to have been like front and center of this boondoggle. Well, so there were there were two boondoggles. So the first one I would have been president of both of them. I don't give a fuck. Doesn't yeah. matter. Well, unfortunately, the, the the second one didn't didn't happen physically at the convention. It kind of happened over the internet. But we'll we'll get there in a second. So the first boondoggle is that at a Q and A event following Diamond's retailer breakfast at New York Comic Con, things got a little out of control. Several Marvel senior people, Tom Brevoort, Nick Lowe, Christina ha- uh, Hannigan, and Charles Soule. I didn't realize they were considering Charles Soule a senior Marvel person any- at this point, but he may have just been there because he's a real popular writer. Mm. Um, they were all on a panel, and things started off you know, reasonably well. I-, I think it's a good sign that Marvel was making an effort to listen to retailers, and the retailers had some some pretty good feedback to start, and then things kind of took a turn. <laughs> so things Get your popcorn ready. Things are about to get good. So this is an article from uh, Bleeding Cool and read here for It's a pretty good article if you can get through all the goddamn ads. Yeah. Uh, so I'll read a, I'll read a uh, couple paragraphs here. So two older retailers started raising their voices arguing about diversity and how it does not work. The words black, homo, and freaking females were used multiple times at which point <laughs> other retailers started to boo those retailers and the room started to turn on itself. Marvel editor Nick Lowe tried to get, get calm by saying that Marvel and there's a huge screwed up text here that Marvel tried try and they tell stories for everyone and Let's that because <laughs> i do like it because it shows the copy editing level of bleeding cool yeah the marvel editor nick lowell tried to get calm by saying that marvel try and they tell stories for everyone and that, that and that the old heroes 
are not going anywhere. Neither are the new ones. There is room for both. The panel I, the panel ended sharply when sharp. sharply with sharp. Marvel senior vice president of sales David Gabriel, who we'll get back to in a second here. Oh yeah, he's good. He's fun. That he would give out his email address to any retailer who still had concerns, and with that, everyone got kicked out of the area. Everyone get the hell out. So David Gabriel, for those who follow comics, that na- if the name sounds familiar, back in uh, when was this? Back in April of this year, Mr. Gabriel. Gabriel suggested that the increase in diversity was to blame for Marvel's slumping sales. Well, at least that's what he was being told was the reason for it. Well, that's what retailers are telling him. No, 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 no. So that's what retailers told him at New York Comic Con. Right. In April, he, as a Marvel representative, as Marvel's VP of Sales stated that himself. Oh, do you, you still have that article up? Just I do. Read that one real quick. Or read that read that quote. So there, there's two two good quotes in here. What we heard was that people didn't want any more diversity. They didn't, uh, Gabriel told ICV2 after being asked what contributed to changes in customer tastes that led to a drop in sales in October, November. So October, November 2016. Mm-hmm. They didn't want female characters out there. That's what we heard, whether we believe it or not. Right, that's what he heard. So someone's telling him. So what? that's what we heard. So someone's telling them. No, 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 no. It's not someone telling them. It's that that's Marvel interpreting the sales results. That's what he means when he says that's what we heard? That's what we heard. Like, hey, we heard you loud and clear. You're not buying these books. Oh, that's not a sharp way of putting it. Like, that's, you should have said that's the way we interpret this. I understand he, he put his foot in his mouth here. and So yeah. so later he said... We put his foot in his mouth and didn't even say it properly. Right. So later he said, We saw the sales of any character that was diverse, any character that was new, our female characters, anything that was not a core Marvel character, people were turning their nose against. Numbers don't lie. Is there somewhere that these are published? Is there a way to, like, check him on this? Kind of. Kind of? Where is there... You can, you can look up Diamond sales numbers, but they're not, they're not great numbers. Numbers. Like, they're not wholly reliable. There's no box office mojo for comic books, I assume. I mean, again, kind of, but not not a, not anywhere near as reliable. Right. Do we know these the, the, the two older retailers? So, we all, so it's basically just, like, two curmudgeons started, like, freaking out at them. So, I mean, it's not representative of the retailers as a whole. No, I don't, pro- especially because the rest of the retailers in the room started booing them down. Sure. I don't think so. But it was just Marvel's inability to get, it, get control of the situation to yeah. the point where they had to end the event and kick everyone out. I honestly have no dog in this race or in this fight. I am not a regular reader of Marvel. However, I am enjoying watching them fall down a flight of steps over and over and over again, only to get back up, go to the top of the steps, and then repeat. So speaking of the top of the steps, yes, there was a very short-lived promotional comic uh, in which Marvel was going to team up with Northrop Grumman. So the long and short of this was, shortly before New York Comic Con, like the morning of, Marvel announced this promotional comic book where the Avengers would team up with a team of superheroes from Northrop Grumman, which in and of itself is a really dumb, just from a storytelling standpoint, a really stupid idea. That Northrop Grumman has their own superheroes? Yeah, it's some type of, you know, group of superhero engineers, basically. Mm. I don't know, sounds par for the course for as far as Marvel's concerned. Stupid ideas. Uh, I wouldn't, I would disagree with you on that, but... Go for it. Considering you don't read any superhero comics, um... You can, no, that's you, true. I don't. You, you can well, fuck I off do. on that one, but you're stupid. <laughs> I, I believe I will. I will mail you your bag of dicks that you can go suck. I will return to sender. Basically, after this announcement, there was a huge backlash from the internet at large, from the comics community about Marvel teaming up with this particular company. Frequently, they're referring to them as war profiteers, things like that. Which I, I mean, you and I, I think, 
understand that, that that's war profiteering is something different. Right. There's actually a, like a legal definitional term for the word war profiteering. Right. It's if I and I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's like selling military equipment during war for you know not what they were supposed to be used for. Yeah. Also, Marvel teaming up with companies that profit from murder. Well, yes, conflict is death. It is not murder. There's a difference there too. In short order, Marvel ended up backing out of this, and basically what happened was that Marvel has its own separate promotional wing, if you will. And they do promotional comics for all kinds of dumb stuff. Anytime you see an, a, an advertisement with Marvel, that's like a little Marvel comic or whatever, that's Marvel's propo- promotional branch. And they don't run anything through basically Marvel's top executives. They don't, right, they're, they're their own little entity and they do their, their thing. And I think in general, uh, Marvel's senior management was not particularly thrilled with this decision when they found out about it. Most of them found out from the internet, like Joe Casada, <laughs> who's the chief creative officer found out through twitter that his company was even doing this it got a level when that kind of stuff happens yeah well i mean it's you know it's it's basically a small autonomous little group that is a very a very tiny percentage of their business sure so you know these guys are just not very involved and as a result though marvel has pulled out of the comic and in general uh their cooperation with northrop grumman yeah yeah i mean but just marvel's ability to respond to this again is just this year at new york comic-con they could not take a step without just stepping all over their own dick i guess i mean with the Northrop Grumman thing, I mean, I, what was this, like a one-shot or something? Uh, it's unclear. Oh, it's unclear. Okay. Because it sounded like a one-shot that the company was going to use to promote itself, and then this was going to go into the dustbin of stupid one-shots I'm sure most major comic book publishers have done over the years. Yeah. That no one is going to remember. But a the internet also kind of freaked out, I think somewhat unwarrantedly, over this. I and, do. I do, too. I mean, again, I thought... Marvel just kind of, like, didn't know what to do. Well, and that, that was the thing, really. You know, again, I mean, you and I, given what we do for a living, neither of us have any qualms with, with Northrop Grumman. No, I mean, they're not war profiteers. They're a defense contractor, right? right? And they and basically, like, the military asks them to build things for them so they can use it and do what the military does. Right. Like, if you get mad about what that, that end, like, if you're mad about what the military does or what politics do, like, that's one thing. The Grumman, BAE, right, this, General well, Dynamics, these, uh, these are what they do. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a different argument along along the lines of Eisenhower's bill where the military industrial complex. Sure. That's that's an entirely different argument. Completely different thing. Yeah. So, and you have to like couch the discussion properly and not in hyperbolic baby screaming. Right. Which is basically what Twitter is. Correct. So yeah, needless to say, but then when all this kind of came to their attention, they really just kind of fumble fucked their way through any kind of response. I don't know what they would have, what, what the proper course on this one would have been. You know, pull the comment. I guess that was a smart move to make because, like, well, I think that was, <laughs> I think that was just that was that that's the knee jerk reaction instead of a calm, measured. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing right. it. This is why we're le- willing to work with these people. They just said, oh, 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 fuck! Everybody hates this. Uh, all right, yeah, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Well, it, also, it stands to reason that like not only are they fumbling through the the re- reaction is it appears that the guys on the upper level didn't talk to the people who were doing this is saying hey why are we doing this do you have good they, reasons to do it that and that yeah. and i think the guys on the you know the upper upper echelons of marvel also you know weren't weren't particularly keen on on this in general based on you know some of the similar twitter comments and to, you know how they felt about the company north of grumman as a company right so i mean you know whatever just no one will remember this in like a year it'll go it'll probably it won't even make like a, a looper top 10 of marvel doing stupid things it's just the internet freaking out over nothing frequently yeah all right 
so I know you wanted to talk real quick about Blade Runner. I have not had a chance to see it, and, and probably won't for a few more weeks. Oh, really? Um, I just trying to get when I have a chance to get out of the house to go see movies. Mm. Yeah, I got a chance to see a partial because I I had a I thought you did, and we were gonna talk about it. So it was like <laughs> I saw it on Tuesday. I was like probably all right. Let's go see this. And I hadn't seen the original Blade Runner since college. So it's been a really long time. Yeah, Becky and I actually just recently rewatched it. So I'm going to have to see it again. But I don't know if you have to see the original to see this one. I'll say this. It's a long movie. This is this was my big problem with the movie. It wasn't so much that it was long. It was that you kind of saw this movie telegraph its punch in the first 10 minutes. 20 minutes that's unfortunate and then it takes you three hours to get to the to the the payoff the payoff isn't even impressive and there's like this little twist in there that i think everyone would have seen coming yeah what like is, the twist is not a twist how much was jared leto in it five percent okay i think he has two or three scenes maybe he's he's fine in it in the parts that he's in uh it's it's weird the basic idea is try to remember this because i didn't take notes is the company that made the replicants from the first movie went belly up and then jared leto company bought them and repurposed the replicants like basically making them better than the ones that were in the original Blade Runner. But the replicants from the original Blade Runner, they're still running around. And that's what, uh, what's his name? Ryan Gosling's character is. He's a replicant hunting old replicant models and killing them when they call it retire in the movie. Yeah, and the same thing they used in, in the first movie and in the book. Right. And the whole the whole thing you find out in the first 10 minutes is Jared Leto kills this like farmer guy who's an old model. And then they find a body buried in the guy's backyard or front yard, wherever the hell it was. And the body is of a replicant that gave birth. So the whole movie is him tracking down the replicant's offspring because that they're not supposed to do that, right? They're not supposed to like give birth. And the fact that they did could, you know, upset the whole balance. So Jared Leto's trying to find them and uh, he sends his like minion to go find her. And what's his name? Ryan Gosling is... They call him K in the movie. He's going to go try and find her. And then eventually you find Harrison Ford. And I'll say this. The other part of the movie is Harrison Ford's entry into the film is not nearly as, like, dramatic or cool or even interesting as we were, like, led to believe in the trailers. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It's like it's a super letdown. He's more useless in this new Blade Runner than he is in Force Awakens. It's really kind of a shame. And then, of course, there's like little cameos from the in this film from actors in the original Blade Runner. It's like we find Edward James Olmos in a retirement home, like like that kind of stuff. Nice. Uh, even he, what's he, her... he basically like Admiral Adama still? Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's basically it. And then all the old themes from Blade Runner are still there. You know, memory, free will. Yeah. Uh, all, all that kind of stuff is still there. It's just long. And the thing is, I really like this director. Um, he's the guy who did Arrival and Sicario. Which Sicario has like probably been one of my favorite films in the last three years. Yeah. But he, I, I, I didn't like Arrival, and I'm not particularly thrilled. Dennis Villanueva is the guy's name, and I was not particularly impressed with this one. You might like it because I think you're really into that mythos, so maybe it'll deliver for you in a way it didn't deliver for me. Okay. But the, the, the one thing I really did like was uh, they have this holographic character named Joy, Ana, I think Ana de Armas, the Cuban-Spanish actress. She is fantastic. Yeah, that's good like to she's know. Just great, she's just great to look at. I mean, she's really sweet. And then she kind of has like a Star Trek hologram quality to her, except unlike in Star Trek, you can't make physical contact with her, but she finds a way around it. And it's a fairly superfluous scene, but it is kind of interesting. There's a lot of superfluous scenes in the movie. That's a, a big problem. You're like, why did, why did we spend five minutes on this? 
Yeah. Why did we need this? But yeah, get it. If you get a chance to see it, see it. I mean, it's part of the canon. And and I assume this movie didn't do particularly well. I'm actually not sure where it sat on the box office charts, but it was they second were... or third its opening weekend. It did not take the top spot its opening weekend. Yeah, which is which is quite disappointing. And then as of right now, this day's the 22nd. Uh, Warner Brothers Blade Runner 2049 fell for 50% for the second week in a row. This time dipping 54% for an estimated 7.15 million, bringing its domestic cum to 74 million. The film added another 14 million internationally this weekend, bringing the interna- international cum to 120 million for a worldwide tally just shy of 195 million. That's for uh, 2049. That's for a 150 million dollar film. Yes, correct. $150 million film. So not good. Yeah. So they were setting it up for a sequel. You're not getting it. Yeah. You're just not it, getting it. So it, it's fourth. It's projected to be fourth this weekend behind a Tyler Perry Medea film. And those those actually do tend to do pretty well, which is shocking. Uh, tw- it's looking to do $21 million this weekend. Yeah. They, and they, they and well. Geostorm, which just looked awful. So bad. So As, unbearably bad. And the thing is, like, Geostorm, I, was, I don't know where I saw this article, but Geostorm is setting itself up for a fucking bomb, too. Oh not yeah. Well. So yeah. T- so uh, just for for comparison's sake, Tyler Perry's Boo Two, a Medea Halloween. Mm. So it's it's a sequel to a Medea film. Right. I mean, they're all like kind of sequels. Kind kind of, but like this yeah, was so, a direct. Apparently, apparently, yeah. Apparently, there was a Boo One. It's gonna br- it's looking to bring in about twenty one million, and it would just cost twenty five million. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is, I think if Hollywood wants to make money, they just got to go cheap. Yeah. Got to go cheap. I mean, I I get it. The who was I having this conversation with the other day? It was like why are oh. It was why are movies getting so long? And I think this comes in phases because I remember if you look back, movies in the 70s and early 80s were were pretty long. And then in the late 80s, 90s, early 2000s, they were sitting around that two hour, 90 minute mark. And now they've kind of bumped back up. And I think a lot of it has to do with, A, ticket prices going up, and people want to... More bang for their buck, so to speak. Yeah, want more bang for their buck. And the theater experience is becoming a little more decadent. Like, there's bars in theaters, and you can eat in the seats, and the seats are these giant cushions. So, you're going to go through all that for a 90-minute film? I guess not. Yeah. That, that's, at least that's my guess. But the other thing is that just people aren't going to the movies. So, it's like, it better be an event. And a 90-minute movie doesn't really qualify as an event. Yeah. yeah I, I imagine in most people's minds it wouldn't qualify as an event but then again the people i talk to not happy about a two hour and 45 minute movie because if you really think about it that's like a three and a half four hour commitment on your part yeah because you're going to get to the theater let's say like right before the trailers start right and you know i used to try and get to the theater like 15, 20 minutes before the movie started. But let's say you get there right before the trailer, the trailers start. That's still 20, 25 minutes of trailers. So yeah. if your movie's four and two and two hours and 45 minutes, that's already a three hour commitment, not including driving to and from the theater, which right. could, you know, for me it takes less than 10 minutes, but for anyone else could take anywhere from 15 to 20. Right. So I mean, it's like, this is probably one of the reasons why ticket sales would just keep, keep collapsing. Kind of yep. like, you know, comic books keep going down, but probably for different reasons. Yeah, I think so. All right, so dude, what have you been into the last couple of weeks? I've been kind of all over the place. I'll tell you this much. I was at a, it was called Unpubbed Minis San Diego, which is basically a, a little convention that I didn't even know what was going on. 
I was just meeting friends at a game store, and there was this mini convention going on there, and it was all unpublished games, and some of them were, like, ready for prime time, looking for Kickstarter supporters, and others were there being playtested to work out the kinks, so to speak, and then it was just raffles and stuff like that. I was actually there to play the Star Wars Rebellion board game with a, with a friend of mine. Yeah, did you know wanna... there's an expansion out for that? Yeah, they have the Rogue One expansion, which apparently I haven't gotten is better because the combat system's a lot better in the expansion than it is the base game. Okay. And that's what I've heard from most people playing it. Oddly enough, there was another guy at a couple tables down playing Rebellion with his friend and the expansion. He was like, yeah, I got the expansion right away. Not even not even a comparison. But there was at least one game at this mini-con that I would definitely think about kickstarting supporting because i know you've kickstarted supported a couple games and a couple things yeah i've never found something that i wanted to or if i did want to i heard about it after the fact but this is a um it's a board game called thug life where it's basically think it think of it as like a board game version of gta yeah where all the players are these gangs and they gotta like do things like commit crimes or start beefs or throw house parties or fight with each other and you accumulate respect which is basically points and whoever gets to 13 first wins the game okay and it's really really fun and i think they're they're getting ready to go to the printers soon so that'd be something i want to kickstart and then a couple other games i played not big deal but what was funny is they had a raffle and i'm putting in for everyone's putting in for these raffles and there's this game called ex libris and baruch was with me and he goes oh there's a lot of good things about this i'm hearing about this game so i just dump all my raffle tickets in because they've been giving them for to free as people are playtesting games like if you play test a game you get one you get a raffle ticket Sure. So I just dumped like all my raffle tickets in there and they're doing the, the calling outs and their people are getting their games and, and they save Ex Libris for the end because I, I guess people really wanted it. And Brute turns to me and he says something to the effect of, hey, uh, if you win this, win it like when you win, if you win, be really obnoxious about winning, like just be really, really obnoxious. And I was like, OK, I can go along with that. Like we can set something up. And I don't think he quite knew what I was going to do when he said that. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna do either, but uh, yeah, I, I, but, but, but I, I know enough not to not to set you up in that per, that particular. Uh... Oh no! So he just teed me up, not knowing that me being obnoxious, I took it as be obnoxious to him. <laughs> That's what I that's what I process that statement as. So sure enough, they call out the numbers and my number gets called. So the I throw everything I have up in the air. Like I throw all the tickets up in the air except the obviously the winning one. Right. And I just like I just scream, yeah, yeah, and I point for in your face, stupid. You're not playing this game. Out of my way. And I grab him and I throw him over a table. <laughs> and I push my way through the audience and I'm like, I win. You did, and I grab the thing, and I'm holding the game up, and I'm screaming, and I'm pointing at him. I'm like, I'm playing this game with your girlfriend, and I'm gonna bang her afterward. And like, so people are losing their minds laughing. Nice. And he, I, you could see him. He's like, his hands are on the table, and he's like looking down, and he's like processing what he just <laughs> unleashed on himself. Yeah. Where, and I'm like, where did my plan go wrong? Let me yeah, find the moment. Yeah, and I'm just like screaming, like, you're, you know, I've got this. You're not getting it. All this kind of stuff. And then people want to take pictures of us now. <laughs> So I got the game, and I'm like, make, apparently this woman was there who knew the owner of the company. It was like Renegade Games produced Ex Libris. So like, I've got him in a headlock, and I'm holding the game, and I'm like posing for all these pictures. And we do the whole thing, and our friends Chris and Jessa were there, and she was so mad because she wanted the game too. You know, she said something like, "Are you interested in this game? I didn't know you'd be interested in this kind of game." And I said, "Oh, I'm not interested in this game. He just said it was a really good game, so I wanted to win it, so he didn't." And she got mad also now. So now both of them are really mad because she wanted 
the game, and I don't even care about it. So I go, we go into the next room because it's like a multi-room game store, and we set everything up because we we're going to play something. And he turns to me and he goes, I'm really mad you actually won that game now. Like, I'm really mad. Like, I'm really upset. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to be fair, you're a fucking terrible person. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, he, he can't really complain because he set me up for that. So, like, you just you just unleashed it. Yeah, I was, and I would just play the character, play the role of the obnoxious winner, like, the whole night. And he was so mad. Other than that, I said, I saw Blade Runner. I saw Professor Martian and the Wonder Women. Like, we had a podcast on that. Yep. Uh, the girls did that. I, my, my whole thought about that one is that the whole thing about Professor Martian and the Wonder Woman is that he is being grilled by some sort of government agent do-gooder the entire movie, and then he's flashing back to all the influences of Wonder Woman, and it never resolves. It never resolves that aspect of the film. Yeah. Like, it never resolved it. It was like, hey, uh, if you don't play nice with this woman, you're going to lose your comic book. And it never gets resolved. Like, he doesn't play nice, and then he collapses and gets sent to the hospital, and then the movie's over. So you have no idea. It was like the whole dramatic tension of the movie of is he going to lose this comic book he's worked on just disappears in the last five minutes of the film. And you're like, well, why does that even matter with that? Okay, fine. So other than that, just been Ketra trying to finish Star Trek uh, Next Generation. Just watched a couple episodes of that. And, oh, and board games. Got a bunch of board games. I got my brother hooked on our Star Trek Online. The new South Park game, Fractured Butthole, came out. Fantastic. And one of the reasons why I was late recording with you is Steam starts a, is starting to allow people to play games for free for, an, for a brief period of time. Interesting. So I got, I guess, 24 hours or 48 hours of Dawn of War 3 for free. Aha. So I tried that out. Um, Any good? I think it's a regression. It's okay. It is a regression from, in my opinion, Dawn of War 2. It's more of a Dawn of War 1 base building style game. It's very rudimentary. It's kind of like, do you remember the original Dawn of War? You were switching from characters to character. Like you would go from Space Marines to Orcs to Eldar in a single campaign. Do you remember that? No? In the, I don't think it was in a single campaign. Maybe it was Winter Assault they did that in but there was well, one there, of those there were, there were there were multiple campaigns but i don't think there were i don't think you ever switched between the races in the campaign it might have been winter I, i'm almost certain one of the either the first one or winter assault you did that it might have been winter assault but they do that here nevertheless like you start out space marines then you play as orcs then you're Eldar, then you're back to Space Marines, then you're back to Orcs, then you're back to Eldar. And that's, you're all leading to this one story. It's okay, but right now Steam has it as like, as as of this recording, it's 50% off. So I might drop $20 on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, big deal, it's $20. Like, I'm not dropping 60, right? but I, I might drop 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially because I've tried it out already. I'm like, oh, okay, this is fine. That's basically, I, that's basically it. I mean, based on that, I may, I may have to look into it because I, I like Dawn of War 1 better than 2. Okay, yeah. I, I never got, I never got, I never got behind 2 very very well and i know you loved it but yes yes i did right, not so... without its flaws but sure it does it does look good i mean this this new one looks good yeah uh so and I, just, I just love steam that's just what it is like that's the things donnell like when she bought fractured butthole she went out and like bought it from a store and i'm like oh really and i'm like there i have it now <laughs> that was like i have it so right i'm not leaving that <laughs> yeah how about yourself? Oh, although to be fair, Dunno could have done what it on her PS4 too. She just chose not to. Well, it's true, but she had like pre-ordered it a year and a half ago. Sure. Because that game got delayed like multiple times. And what's funny in the game, they acknowledge it. Like there's this character waiting at a bus stop, and he's like, "Been waiting for this bus. Should have been here in December." Nice. Yeah, they they were aware. Uh, let's see. Uh, yesterday we went to uh, Hampton Comic Con for a couple hours. That was a fun. That's a fun little 
little show. I think I've been to that one. I like that one. No, no, you haven't. I haven't? Not Hampton. Which one? Not Hampton. I don't know which one you're thinking of, but Hampton's only... Well, I went, to, I went to one in Hampton. It wasn't Hampton Comic Con. This is only the second year they've done Hampton oh, Comic Con. Maybe it's, it was NecoCon? Uh, I think you're thinking of NecoCon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Ham, Hampton Comic Con is the, the same guy who puts on Tidewater Comic Con. Okay, friend of the program. Yep. Re- an actual friend, like a real one. Yeah, no, 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 we, we, we know Mike. He's uh, yeah. He's been very supportive. Had a good time. We were only there for there for a few hours it's a, it's a small show it was fucking slammed was it like we got there early ish we probably got there it opened at 10 we probably got there about 10 30 because we went out for breakfast beforehand mm-hmm. and we left at about two mm-hmm. and there was a line almost out the door to get in wow yeah i mean it's, it's a small you know it was only taken up part of hampton the the coliseum convention center there but it was still it was bigger than it was last year and it was pretty pretty packed mm. you know it was always nice to get got to see a few friends who work in comics so that's always nice saw a few friends outside of you know who just show up to these events uh, I, I got terraforming mars from atlantis comics which is supposed to be a really good game i've heard nothing but good things about it from like people in the know yeah well so there's a, a website called the broken token and they make board game organizers ah uh, yes 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 uh, yeah i, 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 I looked up. at some of their stuff and i remember looking at looking at their site a couple of weeks ago and there were four to six week back order for anything having to do with terraforming mars like, mm-hmm. all right that that tells me that that's a good sign if if people love this game so much that they're, yeah. that they're buying extra crap for it right and that it's it's in such demand that it's on a six-week back order. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. There will be an unboxing video at some point in the not-too-distant future on that. From what I understand from the back of the box, there's like 400 fucking tokens in that thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> like 400 little plastic cubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First thing Becky looks, she goes, you know that's a fucking choking hazard. <laughs> of course. I was like, yeah, that's what, that's, what the little, that's what the little symbol on the back of the box here says, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, actual, there's an actual choking hazard warning on the back of the box. So I'll, uh, I'll have to open it up somewhere where the kid is not. Oh, uh, so is that it was also a uh, a sale up at um, one of the local comic shops I'm 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 very uh, familiar with where I used to have my actually I had my pull again where I had my pull for a lo- uh, long time and then I've gone back to he had a, he was having a, a big sale so I got uh, probably about a two thirds complete run of Thunderbolts hmm. so I'm excited about that that should be fun I also doing I think I think Becky and I have started a, a another run through the Harry Potter films mm-hmm. so uh, yesterday Becky dressed up uh, Malcolm as Dobby the house elf because it's a really easy costume for her to do she basically made big big house elf ears out of uh, felt and sewed them to a little uh, little cap that we put on them and then she wrapped them up in a, in a uh, burping cloth that was you know kind of stained mm-hmm. so that it fit perfectly and then we put and then we put a sock on mm-hmm. so it was perfect uh, people loved him at the convention and on the way home she was like yeah we should we should start watching Harry Potter again mm-hmm. oh, okay mm-hmm. and then I have also been uh, doing a lot doing a lot of I'll call it book stuff it's not co- some mm-hmm. some reading some not so I just finished a an audiobook on the building of the Panama Canal Oh, cool. I'm almost done with one because I was actually listening to two in parallel. I'm almost done with Brent Weeks' The Black Prism, which uh, I've been enjoying. It, it's nice because you know, it starts off kind of narrow in scope, then it gets really wide, and then it narrows back down. So it kind of introduces you to the world at large, but then kind of comes back to the, just the core characters, which is nice. So you're not like drowning in characters like George R. R. Martin. Yeah. And then today I started uh, another audiobook of uh, The Smartest Men in the Room. The Smartest Guys in the Room, the, the book on Enron. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounds like the Enron. There's a documentary about that, too, based on that. 
Yeah, there is. And I've watched the documentary twice. I thought it was very fascinating. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in part, I wanted to listen to the book because uh, one of our local candidates for governor was an Enron lobbyist. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to understand who this guy thought it was a good idea to uh, help promote. You know, I mean, that's that's a lobbyist's job. You know, they they argue on behalf of someone. Yeah, they got hired to make good arguments. Right. He felt they were people he wanted to work for or work with, I should say. You know, Mm -hmm. who are these people? I want to have a better understanding of that. So and, and the book's been very interesting so far. And man, these these guys are fucking real sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> like you're, you're listening to some of the things you're doing, and you're like, how how did anyone think this was legal, let alone a good idea? <laughs> yeah, the good idea part is like the one that fascinates me. It's like, really, you thought this? Yeah. And then last thing is, I'm reading a uh, a book on the Knights Templar by Dan Jones, who is one of my favorite history writers. Uh, he's written a couple of a, a number of actually books on on English history. One on the Plantagenets. And then a follow-up book on the Wars of the Roses, uh, another one having to do with an Eng- one of the earlier English Civil Wars, and then a- another one on the Magna Carta. So this is one of his ones where he's kind of branching out from English history, going into into the Templar. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been interesting. It's a very narrative style of, of telling history. So it, it it's history, but it doesn't read. You know, it's not it's not like reading Gibbons. Right. It's right. Not, it's, it's it's engaging and and interesting. I remember I was at a a conference a couple years ago at. Caltech and there was a linguist there uh, his name was uh, John McWhorter I actually really like he's a, like one of those public intellectuals I really like yeah and he he used Gibbons as an example of how at one time we did we we did not write the way we spoke and so he uses Gibbons as an example and he goes okay nobody speaks like that in real life at least not anyone who has plans on procreating Right, and then and then he talks about how like the whole point was that now our written language is starting to match the way we speak. That was the kind of point. But I did I did like that line yeah. about Gibbons. No one talks like this. Yeah, and for those who, for those who don't know, Gibbons is a very famous historian who wrote the fall and decline of the Roman Empire, which mm-hmm. is, is one of the, despite the fact that nobody talks like that, is still one, generally considered one of the key texts uh, about that era. Yeah, it's like you, if you're going to do Roman history, like he he's the first one you have to encounter. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is that I got a Super Nintendo Classic this week. Oh, yes, you were one of those. I have not had a chance to sit down and play it yet, but at some point in the future, there is Mario Kart in the future for myself and the missus. Yes, Mario Kart, probably the best game on that system. Oh, I disagree with that, but it's still really good. Oh, really? What was your favorite? There's a number of RPG. I mean, I, I was a big RPG player, still am. Oh, okay. There's yeah. a number yeah. of RPGs on that system that were great, and and two of I think two of the three best on that system are on this are on the SNES Classic, mm. uh, Earthbound, and Super Mario RPG. The third one I would I would consider is Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I was I was not an RPG, especially at that time, not an RPG player. I tried. I remember trying like a Final Fantasy at that time, just getting mad. Like you send back when you can rent games. Yep. Just like put it in, tried it for five minutes, got super pissed, sent it right back, got something different. I mean, there's there is honestly some really good shit in on this little cons on this little one though, because it's it's all preloaded stuff. Right, but it's it, kind of what they did with the SN uh, the uh, regular Nintendo yeah, a couple, it, it, about exactly, a year ago. Yeah, it's it's exactly the same. Um, but it's got Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Super Metroid, uh, mm-hmm. Castlevania Three, Donkey Kong Country. Oh, that was great! Yeah, I love that. 
No, I mean, there's this this oh. one's got some really choice titles. I mean, it's got a, a bunch of bunch of RPGs. It's got Final Fantasy three. I think that was the one that pissed me off. Probably. I, remember, I think that was the one that got me really mad. Because is that the one with like the kitten on the cover? I don't know. Like, the white cat that's on the cover. Oh, I don't, that might have been the one. Life of I think it's Life of Mana. It's it's a game I I recognize by the title, but I never played. Mm. But like, I mean, Super Metroid is still considered one of the the great sure. Nintendo games ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to getting some getting to sit down and play this some. So all right, folks, if you like what we do. Make sure you head over to thereforegeek.com. Check out our blog posts on our podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. <laughs> so once again, I'm Andrew. I'm Duder. And you've been listening to Therefore a Geek.